Welcome to Season 5 of The Blunderbuss. I'm Ed Vaughan, and I've been driving The Blunderbuss all around Australia for almost 18 months now, and I've met some fantastic leaders who have shared some painfully honest stories about their moments of failure and what they've learned. Since that time, The Blunderbuss has become the world's most popular podcast about leadership failure recorded on a bus. It's been downloaded over 5,000 times and become the 59th most popular not-for-profit podcast in Ireland. And a big shout out to our two listeners in South Korea and our 19 listeners in Frankfurt. And no, I'm not kidding. This season is all about the failing five, the five most popular episodes in blunderbuss history. You may have heard them before, but here's a chance to enjoy them all over again. As the proverb says, failure is a dish best eaten cold. You've probably worked out by now that the magic secret when it comes to failure is the ability to reflect on mistakes and learn. And that's what I do in my work as a pastoral supervisor, which I do through my business, Generation Leadership. If you're looking for a pastoral supervisor to help you reflect on your work and ministry practice, I currently have some openings. So go to my website, generationleadership.com.au to find out more. I'd love to work with you and provide a safe space to reflect on what you are currently doing and what you can learn. So check it out. And now, settle back and listen to this episode of The Failing It's time to get on the blunderbuss, where we go on a journey into leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, the blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On the blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. We'll be hearing about some great boofhead moments where practitioners provide us with the pleasure of hearing about how they did all the dumb things and the leadership lesson they took out of it. As I drive around on the blunderbuss, I'm on the search for the leader who has done more dumb things than I have. Could today be the day where we have found them? So today, I've driven the blunderbuss over to Abbotsford in Sydney's inner west. I'm speaking to Sylvia Frejacomo, who is a GP, mother, wife, and a church member. Sylvia? Yes? Tell us about your moment of failure. Good morning. Um, well, I, I, I thought about a moment of failure, and I realized that I'm my failure is that I'm incredibly anxious about failing. Really? And yes, I'm dutiful and I am someone who pays attention to detail and to stuff up and make big mistakes, which actually happens reasonably often. But it's something that really, really upsets me. And so, my thought. Pr- as you asked me about this, I think back to where this might have originated from. Yeah, right. And, um, and I think back to something that happened when I was in year six. Wow. So, so you're probably about 12? 11 or 12. And I was voted school captain uh-huh. of my little primary school. And um, it, was a, it was a school that was in a moment of tension. Yes. Because the... Uh, very conservative nun that was principal had a great dislike for my year six teacher who was uh, a charismatic yes. Catholic yeah. who was uh, very alive in her faith and excited about it. And so there was tension there. Yeah. 
and um, and perhaps uh, encouraging the school captain in what she was to do um, might have fallen by the wayside in the middle of this tension. And so I actually remember that the most momentous thing I did that year was march carrying a flag at the front of the um of the school sports carnival so there wasn't a big role for school (laughs) captains really um yes and i also i hate being the front person i feel quite um anxious about being interviewed or stand up in the front of church i'm just not that sort of person that's right being on the blunderbuss um anyway uh so it was an, uh, an unsettled year and just a little bit more th- in in the picture is my parents were Italian, mm. are Italian, and they had no idea about our school systems and they really had no idea about what was going on at school or you know, in in terms of support. They, they were not someone I could lean on. But what com- uh, So I was keeping my head down, trying to keep it below the, <laughs> the parapet and um, and... I was at one of my best friend's house and her mother was sort of in the, would attend church daily, was in a, a little prayer group with the principal uh-huh. and um, and I was at my friend's house and I overheard her mother say what a great disappointment I had been <gasps> as a school captain. Oh, no. And so she didn't know I'd heard and... Oh, no. um, and so I had to digest this fact on my own because I didn't go home and tell anyone. No. But it sort of stayed with me that I was just, you know, not not um, capable. And over the years, that has uh, that certainly led to me never wanting to volunteer for a leadership position ever again. Yeah. And and I probably haven't at times where I've thought I've really admired people who have stepped up. To positions of leadership uh, in a moment where there was a need, yeah. even though their natural gifts yeah. didn't seem to prepare them perfectly for for that role, and I've really admired those people. Um, but over time, I've come to understand that my um, uh, my way of leading is not necessarily from the front, mm. but it's to support the people at the front and influence the people sort of being in the community, being part of that, you know, the church membership is to be what influence I can amongst Mm. the membership. Yeah. So that's... So how do you look back on that that experience as as a child now? Yeah, how have you reflected on it? Well, as a child... Oh, so now as an adult, you see that uh, perhaps it was... So I... I want to say that my recollection may not be completely factual, but that's the way I recollect it. And that there were lots of things that were wrong with that scenario that didn't have to do with me. Yes. So uh, the tension between the mm-hmm. two um, influential people at the school was something that was an open sore, if you like, like if even I was aware of it. So I don't think that was well managed. I don't think my friend's mother should have been passing judgment (laughs) or saying things. Um, And and I I know that these days there's a much greater support structure for kids who are put in leadership positions and it's not just a label, it's, you know, 
give these kids a bit of an experience of leadership and perhaps do maybe some of the stuff that we're talking about here, letting kids make their little mistakes and learn that you keep going even yeah. if you've made little mistakes. And then there's my personality makeup, which is that, you know, we all have our flaws right. and, you know, vanity and being particular about um not being criticised, or that's something that I need to look at in myself and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is interesting, isn't it, that, that that small thing can become quite crippling, you know, quite Yeah, quite and it still, came to, it still came to mind. Right. When Angus talked to me about failure and I think, oh, maybe it's had a bigger influence. Than yeah, I yeah. And so the, in, a, in a way, you know, what you're talking about, the failure is the fear of failure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, given all that, how do you see failure now? Um, so I, I still think that it's frightening. Right. We're all, well, I am still frightened of failing, but I also think it's part of that, it's part of that having a sober understanding of yourself that yes. these things will happen. And if you prevent yourself trying, then there's a loss there. Yeah. So there's a, a definite loss, whereas the fear of failure, you may do something wrong, but that's a, a possibility, whereas if you never do anything at all, then you've that's 100% that you're not going to. So has have you been able to, I don't know, overcome that in more recent times, that fear? Have, have you been able to be perhaps more um, adventurous or, um, you know, uh, in more recent years? I think I haven't been in a position to in recent years. Um, and before that, I think I am comfortable with being second, a seconder. Yeah. And I think that's just the situation I found myself in. Yeah. But an incredibly important role. You know, people talk about leadership from the second chair as a, you know, a particular gift and a, you know, a particular uh, skill, really, and the importance of that sort of thing. And that's been your experience. Mm. And the other, I guess, something else that has come back in recent years is understanding that leadership from the second chair, there is a responsibility to, you're not the yes man. Yes. Yeah, there is the responsibility to um, to have input. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, Sylvia. Thanks to Sylvia for Giacomo for sharing about her leadership mistakes and what she's learned. Mm-hmm.